All right, welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Midfield Battle. I'm your host, Roberto, and I'm joined by a few different people today, some first-timers for sure, and a returning guest that has finally made it back from his mission to Qatar, did all his trips, and he's still out here preaching uh, his enthusiasm for Hakan Chalonoglu. So what a better guest to have in sight of the Champions League semifinals with Inter being in it. So welcome back, Taha. How have you been? Thank you, man. I appreciate the warm welcome. I have been well, and thank you for having me once again. And then we have some new new guys, some first-timers. We, we went through all the recycling bins, all the way to <laughs> stores, looking for water bottles and all that, looking for <laughs> material. But I'm glad we finally found a good kid from Man City. So what's up, Ibuka? Good to have you, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, thank you. And uh, finally, uh, last and for sure very least, we have, oh. a re- <laughs> we have a real Albanian. So what's up, Ibo? Hey, thanks for having me. You know, it's very uncommon. We got a lot of Barcelona fans out here, a lot of hatred. So it's, it's good to be representing Real Madrid for you. Oh, for sure, man. But what do you mean by out here? Feel free to introduce yourself. Name, where you're from, you know the drill. Uh, well, my name is Ibrahim, Ibrahim Sher. I'm Albanian. Uh, favorite team is Real Madrid, obviously, the greatest team in the universe. 14 Champions Leagues. Uh, we're not winning the league this year, but fuck it. Barcelona can have a little petty trophy for a year or two. No problem. <laughs> uh, the greatest player, the, you know, the greatest midfielder to ever touch a ball, ever, ever. A Real Madrid legend, Arsenal legend, Mesut Ozil, the greatest midfielder pen of all time. Just, I want to put that out there right now. Wow, that's he a Turkish off, propaganda okay. going on after Taha. That's actually crazy because I'm actually wearing an Ozil jersey. Right <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? A lot of Turkish <laughs> midfielders out here don't get the respect they, they need, okay? All right, so. Enough about you, Ivo. My name is Abuka. Um, from Nigeria, currently living in Chicago. My city's Manchester City, the greatest club ever created, football heritage. Uh, my favorite player is Kevin De Bruyne, um, who is better than Ozil in all facets of the sport. Um, and my favorite jersey number, 21, because that's the day I was born. Uh, yeah, you kept it simple. How about you, Ebo? I don't think I caught that. What was your number? Yeah. You <laughs> My favorite number is 13 because when I was a, a little boy, my first jersey ever was a 13 jersey with nothing on the jersey at all but the 13. So it's still been my favorite number to this day. Yeah, that sounds right. I think my first jersey number with Italian youth and whatever was 56 or something like that. No, <laughs> Dude, that's the most Italian BS. The Serie A numbers are like 95, yeah. 73. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm curious, Ibuka. I mean, it's one of the first times. I mean, the past few years, a lot of you guys of Man City came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my dad is a Man United supporter, actually. Wow. And, uh, and I chose Manchester City because of blue. And that was my favorite color at the time. And then... I came to America in 2005, and that's when I seriously started watching football. Rough, like, half a decade um, initially. And there was a couple of times I was like, huh. But as soon as you make a, a choice for a club, you can't really switch, or unless you are called even worse. Then some money came into the club. Yaya Toure in 2010, I believe, came. And uh, things just got really good and now i understand this is the epitome of our club for 
Uh, hopefully, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I try to enjoy every single game, every single moment, because once Pep Guardiola is gone, um, it's going to be some sad days for sure. It won't be <laughs> as dominant. <laughs> it won't be as dominant anymore, but uh, I still have high hopes that we'll always be better than United. Do you think this could be the right year? Do you think something's changed? I think this could be the right year. I think the biggest thing that has changed is the addition of Erling Holland, obviously, but Um, previous years, we've always created chances. That's never been an issue. We just haven't had a lethal finisher at the end of the chances. Um, I can think of like Sterling's miss at Leon that could have sent us through or, um, and the Real Madrid game, like Grealish, like skimmed the bar. Um, there was a couple that were like so close and that could have put us through last year. And you see how lethal madrid are you, you give them three chances they score three and they're like all right so that's been the biggest miss so i think the game on tuesday it's going to be a hard game for sure again i respect madrid they're incredible and they have that thing about them that i don't know what it is but they will punish you but erlin holland has shown that that kid can score <laughs> and that kid scores for fun oh my god so i'm more confident than ever that that if we beat Madrid, it's definitely coming home. I think I think over the past few years, it's hard to say that anything Holland does is a fluke at this point. I mean, you scored 36 goals in the Premier League. You beat every record in your first season here. You know, you already have like heritage in the Prem, but your dad wasn't amazing. But you're coming here and you're doing things that nobody's done. I, I, would, I wouldn't put it past him to beat uh, Alan Shearer's scoring record before even Harry Kane gets close to it at this point. So, I, I mean, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I always thought Mbappe was going to be better than Holland. Uh, and then you see the attitude that Mbappe carries himself with and stuff like that. So it's it's it, it was it was a weird it was a weird thing. But once he made the move to Man City, I mean, with Pep's help, I don't know if you could have ever guessed anything different, uh, especially with the Bruyne and Gundogan playing the way that he does, Bernardo Silva. Grealish finding form too. It's very hard to say that he wouldn't have scored at least 30 this season from the beginning. Um, but it's it's interesting though. As a Madrid supporter, I thought, I mean, I guess prior to last summer, Mbappe was always the name for you guys. Yes. Now that you have your shopping cart. Oh, I take Holland every day of the week. There's no doubt about it. The only the only problem is for Real Madrid, you need a, a striker that can hold the ball for you. And especially with uh with the mid the midfield that we have currently it's it's hard to not have somebody like Benzema up top and Holland just doesn't provide that fully i mean he could he could always yes. develop into somebody that can do that exactly yeah and with Pep's yeah. help i mean Pep Pep has nurtured players like Messi, Aguero, think those those type of 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 strikers and and nines and false nines so i mean uh it's a different Holland's a different type of player but i would have uh, now Think about it now. Back then, if you asked me a year ago, I'm taking Mbappe for sure. I'm going to put him on the right side and see what he can do with Vinny and Benzema. But after the whole fiasco that happened and this attitude switch, and I just I feel like Holland is more straightforward. He's he's dedicated to what he knows how to do, and that's scoring goals and providing you know um, you know wins for the team. And uh, I would I would most definitely pick him out of everybody at this point but i'm happy with benzema right now for the next two three years you know 
Uh, I, I'm going to weigh in on the Holland yeah. thing. I think like Holland versus Mbappe. So I think they're both like killers in their own way. I mean, I think they're the two best players in the world. But like, it, here's the thing. If Holland could dribble, he'd be the best. And if Mbappe could finish, he'd be the yeah. best. So I feel like both of them lack like that just final trait. I mean, personally, if I were to pick a player, I'd actually still go with Mbappe. Just because I think on the ball, he's more dangerous. I'm not saying, I think, I mean, Holland's the greatest striker in the world right now, I think, with Benzema a close second. But like, if you take Holland off City and like put him on Milan, for example, with like a mediocre midfield, then like, I mean, how many chance, how many goals is he scoring? In my, I don't know. It just feels when you have the strongest midfield in the world, which City, I think, does, like it makes things easier for sure. That's not to take away from Holland's skill, but I think it's something to kind of. Yeah. Holland has also gotten a lot better at dribbling. And I think it's it's harder to become a more clinical finisher than to become a better yeah. dribbler. So like like finishing is something that's like a skill that almost like either you have it or you don't. And like to call back to last season, like Gabby Jesus was the point man in the same team. He got just as many chances as Holland and you see where we got with that. So I I, I get that too. But um and I, I, I also think he's uh, starting to build up the hold up play a little bit in the uh, Arsenal game. He was yeah. like holding up a little bit more and like being more uh, dropping deep a little bit and providing some assist, which was like the first time I'd seen that. And it's only been three fourths of a season and he's already developed it that much. So we'll see maybe in the future. I mean, but he's like a complete, complete striker where it's like, it just, that's just what you want on your team, especially at that age. Like he can finish, he's good in the air, he's strong, he's fast. Yeah, it's he's crazy. Smart. So it's like, yeah, I mean, he's amazing. I so honestly, maybe I would pick Holland. <laughs> Taha, you mentioned how, in your opinion, City has the best midfield in Europe, which I could definitely agree. Do you think that's a key as, from an unbiased point of view compared to the other two guys here? Uh, for having City over Madrid in this tie, or do you still think that? I mean, I, st- I honestly still think Madrid is going to take them. I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be a good, a really good um, matchup, but it's just Madrid has so much experience, man. I mean, like when, like when you get to these deep stages, I think that's why city just hasn't been able to get it done. It's like Madrid has a veteran team with some like young guys who are also killers like um, Vinny and the better of the two Rodrigo. <laughs> ah, there we go. That's, a, that's a true fan right there. That's a true fan right there. I'm saying, bro. Yeah. So I would actually, I think, I think Madrid has this, but just because of their experience, I think, like, even though their midfield is way older, probably less mobile, less creative now, but they're just like they know what to do, when to do it, how to win. Just to add on top of that, the only the only thing that I'm scared about in this in this tie is that we don't have a true CDM. It's a confusing time. I think this year for Real Madrid was more of a a learning year, trying to figure out where these new players are going to end up on the squad, what, what positions they're going to end up playing. Uh, you see with Kamavinga playing three different positions, Valverde playing every role in the team so far up to now. So it's, uh, it's, it's been interesting. And I still don't have a full idea, but Rodrigo's making you know, his strides. And I, love, I've always, I always knew he was going to become the player that he is right now. But uh, I think he has a lot more in him. I think he, he can potentially be even better than Vin, Vinicius. Uh, especially on the attack. Wow. Vinicius much more technical, I would say, but Rodrigo's always goal-hungry, always ready to score, and already has the experience of big-time moments and big-time games. So, you know, taking it back to last year against Man City, I mean, 
when when what other player at other than Messi or Ronaldo at 21 22 can score two goals with the last five minutes of the game on the line and tie the game and then win it in uh an extra time I mean that that's I don't know Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say that was the moment that turned Vinny into a villain for me. Yeah, that was. When Rodrigo scored those two goals, he looked at Vinny. Vinny was celebrating like it was him. And I was like, dude, like, go take your ass to that corner and go celebrate with Rodrigo right now. <laughs> like, I was pissed, bro. I was like, Rodrigo got no like on field credit for it. I was so exactly. mad. Exactly. With the beauty of them not having a proper CDM, I think. What I've seen in Holland is when he tries to occupy that occupy that center space, the two center backs have to like either choose to go with him when anytime that he drops, or they have to stay um, next to him if he chooses to stay a little higher, and then that creates that little space between the midfield and the back line of their team that Kevin De Bruyne likes to roam in. So hopefully Pep goes high and wide with the wingers and have Holland like either stay high and wide to give Kevin the free ten roll in that like space, or you have Holland drop and Kevin plays like a second free ten striker role. Um, I think that could be a way that we could get at him. I am scared of Vinny and Rodrigo because they're just incredible. Um, be it like being able to beat our not really good fullbacks right now, um, being able to create something out of nothing. And then Benzema drops. I will say Rodri gives me some confidence because I think he's the best CDM in the world right now. He also, he also, he, he, he also knows when to run and when not to run, which is something that a lot of modern CDMs have, have been taking a lot more time to learn. So he, 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 he used to move a lot more before. And now I'll watch him and he might not move a lot, but he's so efficient. His passing range is incredible. His defensive contribution is impeccable as well. I'm excited. I think we will win the first game at the Bernabeu. It's going to be a strong fight. Yeah, I think we're going to win the first game. I think it's going to be, there's going to be a couple spells where Madrid are going to come at us. And that's when we, either we capitulate or we hold up. And if we can hold up, to those like two or three spells where they're attacking, they're coming and coming. That's where the game is going to be won or lost. Um, and we've started to learn a lot more how to how to be under pressure for extended periods of time and be okay with it. Because as a pep team, we see the ball like seventy percent of the game. You know, where where we are controlling the tempo, the speed, uh, the attack, and the Champions League is a lot different. You know, it's like. You can control the tempo for 85 minutes. That's dope. And then Madrid comes and they score three in five minutes and it's 3-0, you know? So um, I think those be being able to weather the storm. And the, and the last tie, I think we did it very good except for those like six or seven minutes. And then in the year before that against PSG, we did it really well as well. Um, and hopefully the, the uh, third time's a charm, as they say, and... Oh, spot on, man. Especially that point you made on the difference between Madrid's CDM or non-CDM, I guess, versus City, I think could be a big key to this game. Because on one side, you have the room for De Bruyne to operate in because he has room in that because there isn't a true Rodri, if you want. 
uh, blocking mm-hmm. him there. Wild City, not only they have that, they have this new reinvented position for Stones, so it gives a bit more coverage, especially in p- possible areas where Benzema would be dropping in. So I think that's a big yeah. reason. And the other one, I think that you mentioned very well, is last year you had the second leg of the Bernabeu. This year it's the first leg. And now that they've even changed this away goal rule and whatever, which, sure, fair enough, it does give, I think, quite a bit of advantage to whoever's playing the second leg at home. Because the potential yeah. of playing the potential extra time, the 30 extra minutes at home uh, with, I mean, I don't know if it's a big deal for City because what fans, but uh, if you have... <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the paid actors? <laughs> the paid actors, the... <laughs> Bro, there was Bin Laden was in the crowd, man. (laughs) (laughs) They're not PSG just yet, okay? They're not paying thousands of dollars for good reviews. They're gonna take somewhat advantage of that, just having their place and and avoiding any so any collapse like was last year at the Bernabeu in the last few minutes plus extra time. I've been at the Bernabeu. Yeah, at uh. Uh, versus it was Barcelona. It was El Clasico, March twenty twenty. And, and who scored? Who scored that day? Just let Vinny scored. I have both of those goals on video. Vinny scored, and I think the second one was the big Mariano the, the legend Mariano oh, Diaz. Right. Was it? Yeah, Mariano <laughs> Diaz. Yes, it was Vinny and Mariano scored. <laughs> and the, yes. let's go, bro! The rumble after the goal, like you could feel. You could feel the stadium shaking. I was like, oh boy. So imagine you just like conceded a goal in the 89th minute and you hear that rumble. Yeah, it's scary, bro. It's very scary. Is it even worth talking about the other second semifinal? Is it already <laughs> more decided? All right, we got to give them their respect. Yeah, come on. Sure. I mean, screw it. It's not even the real Italian teams that we should be talking about. But yeah, Ibo, who do you have in this other semifinal? Is it even more decided now? To be honest with you, uh, if 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 uh, Liao plays, I think AC Milan win. I, you know, I'm not the biggest Serie A supporter in general, but I hate Inter, and we beat them every single Champions League <laughs> at Real Madrid. So I'm I'm uh, I'm all clear for AC Milan to make it through. Dude, honestly, like yeah, I, I agree with Ibo in that whatever team wins this. Uh... This Milan Derby is just going to get absolutely thrashed in the final. <laughs> but like, I think, I honestly, I think, I would, I would say Inter actually has the edge on this one, regardless of Leal's status. I mean, I think I was just looking at Inter's schedule. I think they're on like a five or six game win streak. Like they're catching heat. I mean, as shitty as Lukaku is, like he's not been horrible recently. I think, yeah. I mean, I. And they got a good keeper as well. I like Onana a lot. I think he's actually really good. It'll be a good matchup, though. And then, yeah, it could really go either way, especially that it's it's a Milan derby. So I think fan-wise, it'll be split. Yeah, you'll have people at, at work who have no clue what a football is still talking about this game. And so they don't <laughs> even care about what's the final next. They they I think they both know, both sides know that they're going to get clapped in the final, regardless of who's going through. But... <laughs> just sit they're, they're enjoying whatever time they got left I exactly it. like both of them do not know neither of them know how they got there or why they're in the semis but they're just enjoying <laughs> the ride i would rather face ac Milan because i think their sit back is not as uh fortified as inter milan's that's very true but i think inter will beat them i think inter will 
sit back properly and they will counter through Lotaro and um, Lukaku will maybe put a couple of back, but I think Inter will edge them. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. I do agree for sure with Taha. I mean, I think Milan, seeing them also against the Napoli, they're definitely more of a team. They're more united in a sense. They play more with heart because that's all they got. They have a few great players, but they don't have yes. the talent that entered them. We could talk about the real important European tournament. That- <laughs> <laughs> So so how do you think how do you think you fare against Chabi Alonso's Liverpool? I had the same feeling against Sociedad that we had the first league first game at home and had a 2-0 win. Had the only good thing that damn Albanian ever did for our club of Kumbula. <laughs> the one put respect on his name. Put respect on his name. Put now they put an ACL tear on his name. He's next to me in the hospital. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> I mean, we have our coach, I guess. Do you want him to stay or leave? <sighs> Honestly, I think it's time to. Like, he's brought a lot. I think a lot depends also where we're headed. If by any means, there's little chance, of course. But if there's any chance that we make it to the Champions League, that the combo of that plus him, just players are attracted to him. Like, what were you guys telling me earlier about us getting a war? I mean, sure, we're throwing yeah. a lot of money in terms of salary and all that to a half-broken player but he's potentially still young and can give something. So hopefully we'll pull out something of that. Like Mourinho is obviously a factor in getting him in. Like the whole phone call saga with Dybala last year. Dybala should never be on Roma. He's too good for us. Uh, Gini Wijnaldum, same thing. But he's here, so these guys come. And that can actually build some momentum for the next few seasons and actually get some good players and build something. But... I don't know, in terms of gameplay-wise, like, we were all pissed yesterday during the game against Inter, but pissed about what? Like, Inter is on hand, on paper, the best team in Italy in terms of squad, and we cannot even put three strings of passes together. Like, it's so, so hard to watch, and we're just hoping for, like, a corner of a free kick to hopefully score from there. That's what we're good at. We should do a scoreline for both Champions League games. Sure. I think I'm going to go... Man City 3-2. Either that or it's going to be like 6-5. But <laughs> like it's going to be goals. I don't know. So I'm going to go either 4-2, 4-2 Man City over both legs. And then over both legs, enter 2-0. Uh, backs against the wall. I think Real Madrid make it out 5-4, 5-3. Jeez, I wish. That would be- I, think, I, think, I think we lose bad first game. I think... First, first game is like a 3-1. They they show us everything that they got, and then next game uh, we give it to them. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a goal fest, probably a 5-4. I want to say that it's gonna be different from last year, but I just don't see that happening, especially with Holland now in the mix. So I think uh, somewhere around 5-4, 5-3, 4-3, something like that would be uh, where I put it. Inter and Milan, Inter and AC, I think. You could probably say like a 3-1, a 2-1, uh, one, one zero first game, uh, 2-1 or 1-1 one, one the next game. I think it's going to be boring. <laughs> I think you guys are going to have a lot of stoppages in between with with, with uh, the flares coming on the field. So uh, I would double down on what Ebo said actually for the Real and uh, City game. I think it'll also be a goal fest. I'd say like maybe 6-4, maybe 6-5. Yeah. Um, I could totally see that happening. Especially the second leg, I feel like the second leg it'll be a it'll be a shootout, uh, not a penalty shootout, but just like mm-hmm. a you know lots of goals. Um, for the other <laughs> one, 
Yeah, man. I think it also will be boring. I agree with you there too. I mean, the the Napoli Milan game was boring as hell, bro. I was like falling asleep until the last, you know, two minutes of stoppage time when everything nah, went yeah. crazy. Both games were bad. Like I could see, I could still see Inter putting like you know three or four over the next over the over the two legs. So I'd say like maybe four one, four two Inter. I'll go with five two City over two legs. Let's five go. Two. Five two, two goals. Damn. You're giving Vinny Benzema and Rodrigo Let's two go. goals. Yeah, he knows, bro. John Stones. <laughs> and for the Inter Milan game. Ah, I want to see Taha. Is Chalanoglu scoring and is he celebrating? That's a real question. Dude, honestly, you know, I've been a fanboy all this time, but I'm going to just come out and say, <laughs> so I don't think so. <laughs> Bro, I, I, yeah, I have the Turkish jersey hanging up. I, you know what happened, man? I ordered that from like AliExpress. <laughs> I had to customize it, right? And I customized After the team sheet came out for the Euro 2016, it said he'd be number 17 customized it with the even like the little accent on the bottom of the C. You know? <laughs> oh, that's fine. He got the number 17 on it. Debuts, bro, against Spain when they got thrashed and he was wearing the number five. I was pissed. <laughs> he changed his jersey number like the night before. <laughs> uh, and how long did that take to come to you? At least a few weeks. Bro, it was like two <laughs> months. Exactly. <laughs> awesome, guys. This was great to have you. And thanks, really. And we'll see. We'll enjoy these semis. Thanks for having us, Roberto. Appreciate Thanks it, for man. having Thank us. You. Thank you. It's been fun. Thank you very much, bro. Up the mighty blues. Love. <laughs> yes. Hala <laughs> Madrid. Hala Madrid. <laughs>